business to new insane revenue levels doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about the right strategy, team, efficiencies, and confidence. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. With over 1 million downloads, it's the go-to business podcast dedicated to business owners who want to evolve out of operating in the day-to-day and make their dreams come true. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here. As a former banker, I have now been an entrepreneur for over 15 years and have started, grown, acquired, and sold over 20 multi-million dollar companies to date. Together, you and I will strengthen your existing business, build your dream team and process, grow your wealth and legacy, all while surrounding you with a community of rockstar entrepreneurs just like yourself. Are you ready to evolve? Let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Evolution. Today we are joined by Dr. Nicole Price. She is the author of Spark the Heart and CEO of Lively Paradox. She believes in two things, that everyone wants to do a good job and empathetic leadership is a critical competency to leveraging that desire. I love our conversation. It is real, it is honest, it is authentic, and you're going to really learn a lot from her journey of how she started her company and what she is doing today. I'm grateful you're here. I am so thankful for you and your support and also proud of you, entrepreneur, for all of the growth that you are doing. You are showing up, you are doing the work, and you are committed. So be proud of yourself too. Enjoy today's listen, and I will see you soon. Keep evolving. Welcome, Nicole. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. I'm so happy you're here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Today, we are joined by Dr. Nicole Price, and she is the author of Spark the Heart and CEO of Lively Paradox. So where shall we begin? I'll let you pick. Tell us about your story. Start wherever you want to start. You know, I think the thing that's probably most interesting to your listeners is that I probably would have been too afraid to start my own business if I hadn't gotten fired. So so I I got fired. (laughs) Yeah, I got fired from a job I loved uh, being a global keynote speaker, talking to leaders about how to be better at their jobs. And I loved being, uh, I loved that role. I loved working with the person I was working with. And philosophically, we just came to a crossroads and um, I ended up losing my job there. And I just couldn't imagine going back to a large corporation, which is pretty much the only place where a a learning and development expert can have a decent career. I just couldn't imagine it. And so on my three hour drive home, um, I thought about everything that I'd learned from her. And I said, you know what? I need a book. I know that for sure. I need a speaker's kit and a video reel. And I'm thinking about all the things that I know you need if you're going to launch a speaking and training business. And I said, I can do this. Besides, I didn't have any other options at the time. And and here we are almost eight years later. Oh, wow. Okay, great. I love that. I love that. So you're, you're driving home after this fierce conversation that you just had a chapter ending and right away, you just build this business in your head on the three hour drive home. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, and I had nothing. 
um, I didn't have a book. I didn't have a website. I didn't have, um, and quite frankly, because of the way um, our relationship ended, if you Googled me that that day, you wouldn't have found my name even, except for maybe on LinkedIn, Facebook. Mm -hmm. So there was no evidence of my work. But in addition to hard work, I think every entrepreneur also knows that a little bit of timing mm -hmm. and the universe coming in your favor is also helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so that was on a Thursday when I was fired. But by Tuesday, I had gotten a couple calls from some people who said, hey, we heard what happened, mm -hmm. but we've been putting your face and your name for a year. Please tell us that you have a business and you're still going to do this thing. And I didn't have a business, but um, I said I did. <laughs> I right. got an EIN. And so those first couple clients were enough to give me a little bit of uh, breathing room to be able to decide what was going to be my identity in this space. And, you know, I had spent my career having lots of support in large corporations. So simple things like now when I was going to go do a workshop, I had to buy my own flip chart paper. Right. <laughs> was it? was a travesty. I didn't even know what those things cost. And so can you imagine my surprise when I found out they were like $60 for the good ones each? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I have to create my own workbooks and oh, I have to, you know, design all of the marketing around everything. Mm -hmm. It was a bit overwhelming. Um, but you know, we failed often, um, and forward and people were gracious and, once I finally found my place, which I think is the intersection between empathy and inclusion for leadership, um, now things seem to be rolling smoothly. But in the beginning, I don't even know that I even had my own voice. Mm -hmm. You're so used to other people's content mm -hmm. that what is your content? What What right. is your specialty? I had no idea. Right. Well, and you know those first people that reached out to you and gave you that confidence too, of like, we want you, we really want you. And in the beginning stage of any business, it's that proof of concept, right? It's, yes. do I have something here that people will like and buy or pay for, right? And so that's great. So lead us down the path of the book. And, you know, as you started to really write the book and the concept of the book and your content there, yeah. So interestingly enough, um, I'm an engineer by degree and I had spent uh, probably a decade working as an engineer in a largely creative organization. And so that was one of my first experiences with not feeling like I belonged. <laughs> so you have these creatives, they are just, I mean, just aesthetically pleasing to the eye. They know what's fresh and on trend and they're pretty, they all seem so sure of themselves in terms of what's their design design aesthetic. But in the operations division in manufacturing, we've got to make 50 million of whatever it is you think you love. And sometimes we, we couldn't translate their one beautiful piece into 50 million. Right. And goodness, you did not want to be in the room when we had to say, hey, there are only but so many colors you can get out of a five color press or whatever. Right. And um, and so because I, I got to experience um, what it means to be kind of excluded and treated as the other in a way that's not around what I call the typical race, gender, sexual orientation. Right. I developed a, um, a list of rules for how to be inclusive and how to create a sense of belonging 
not around those topics that are um, heavily charged emotionally or intellectually challenging. And so that was actually what my first book was about. It was about how do you lead inclusively if you're not focused on these things that you can see? And these leadership behaviors are just good, solid leadership behaviors to have. But Annette, um, life has a funny way of getting us to where we need to be. And (laughs) I lost my mother through this process. She'd been killed by a drunk driver. I found, uh, yes, I found out that the, my my husband um, was interested in some other people along the way. And then I, then I uh, found out that my dad, um, who I think I was my dad's favorite child, was not biologically my father. Oh, no, dear. If you add all these things up, and I'm trying to run a business, oh. and when you're trying to run a business, everything is, in the beginning, dependent on you. It's not really dependent on other people until you build this massive machine that can operate without you. Yeah. And I found myself unable to focus Um, And that's when I realized that everything I'd been taught as an engineer, how to separate myself from people, how to think about the process, how to take this objective view far away from things. Um, Because, you know, if I need to get 50 million parts out in that, if you're sick, I need to be able to plug somebody else into that spot. I don't have time to think about your individual situation. But that training is the antithesis of what we really need leaders to do. Uh-huh. For the first time in my life, I understood empathy on a visceral level. Uh-huh. And it was in the middle of writing this book, Spark the Heart. And it was just um, where I found my spaces was talking about how I've gotten leadership wrong over the years uh-huh. and how it's actually really good for business for us to see people as people and not become so numb, grinding that we... Uh, forget that at the end of all of our data points are human beings that are either being impacted positively or negatively by what we do. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just love everything that you're saying. My heart, first of all, goes out to you on so many different levels. My goodness. Um, You know, it's interesting. and, And you have me thinking about my corporate days versus my entrepreneurial days and the different leader that I was then versus I am now. And a lot of it is because of life circumstances. And a lot of it is because of um, wisdom, right? And and experience. And a lot of it is because of, you know, now we really do get to be ourselves when we do have our own company. We don't have to be someone else's, you know, what they want us to be. So it's just, this is such a great topic. Um, And I'm so glad that you have the book to share this topic with. So tell me about the title. How did that title, you know, kind of combust? It was interesting. I wanted the title to be the empathy muscle. Mm. I was, (laughs) I was talking about empathy that, you know, we can build empathy, especially cognitive or mental empathy. And the people who helped decide what the title should be with Forbes were like, yeah, we don't really, we don't really like the empathy muscle. Right. But I had already been working on a festival, an empathy festival that's happening in uh, August of 2024. Um, And it's, I live in Kansas city, right in the heart of the nation. And the name of the festival is called the spark the heart festival. 
And um, I have this ridiculous idea that Kansas City is the heart of the nation can be the spark of empathy throughout the rest of the country. And maybe even hope. And when they heard about my festival, they're like, oh, that is the title. And everything in me goes, no, you can't name it that because the people who are not empathetic are not going to buy a book called Spark the Heart. And they were like, well, let's work on the subtitle. And so that's how the subtitle Engineering Empathy and Organizations came about. But, you know, it's uh, memorable. People like it. It helps them understand what the book is about. Mm -hmm. And I just tell story after story from my professional development practice Mm -hmm. and my personal life for how you really can build empathy in other people and why it's important for our business and organizational outcomes. And I was a little vulnerable because you know how it is when you tell people how bad you were at something and you worry about being judged. Um, but so far so good. I mean, most of the reviews are coming back and saying, Hey, no, I kind of like the way you're thinking about this and I'm going to get started. Great. Well, and to take, you know, if you really stop and think about the words engineering and empathy, it's almost like, you know, an oxymoron, right? Like, it's just like, so for you, the the amount of self-awareness and leadership development and work that you, you did behind the scenes to really, um, have that, that structured engineering mind and upbringing and bring that to it. Like you just have to give yourself uh, such props. I mean, it's amazing. It's great. You know, and then I am worried though, you know, I got to tell entrepreneurs about when you take these kind of risks to shift (laughs) you're talking about, there's danger because people will buy workshops about courage or understanding your leadership style. Mm -hmm. Workshops about building empathy they go, oh, if that's nice for us to have in the world. Mm-hmm. But today I've sold one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a leap I'm taking uh, to to just hope. Um, and I'm not saying hope as in wish, but hope as in I have the ability to make tomorrow better than today, mm-hmm. that I can really encourage leaders to think about their role to be more empathetic humans as they show right. up every day. Right. It's It's great. Is great. I remember, um, you know, key books in my uh, career, reading them on this, you know, around this matter, like emotional intelligence comes to mind, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that was a a big game changer for me when I was, you know, all hardcore. And I was like, I needed to just learn that other side of leadership. And once people do, and the fact that you have a workshop to help people with that, I think I would keep your hope alive. Like just keep on putting it out there because people need it and people really, really need it. It's, it's going to be so valuable. So before we learn more about where to find the workshop and more about the book and you, um, tell me what keeps you going as a business owner when you do have those moments of, you know, are they going to, you know, am I going to be able to help somebody, right? Am I really going to be able to help the person I really want to help? What keeps you going? Do you have a personal mantra or do you think about something specific that comes to mind when you have those down moments? You know, it's always shocking to me when people decide to go into the business to do something just because it makes money. Because I'm like, what are you going to do on those in those times when it doesn't work or it's not working or right or you're just completed? I that's not what I did. I am doing what I love. And I'm talking about what I love. I could talk about leadership day in, day out. It is fun for me. Mm. And I think that's 
keeps me going, it is knowing. And then every once in a while, somebody will send me a note. I just got one of these yesterday. A guy says, hey, I'm on page 40 of your book. And I was brought to tears reading that particular anecdote. And I was like, okay, you know, that's just more energy to, to keep going today um, because I got that note yesterday. I love it. It's great. So where can we find you, buy the book, learn more about you, these workshops, learn from you? Yeah. So uh, if people are just interested and they're not quite sure if they want to spend any money investing just yet at all, they can go to drnicoleprice.com. They can take the assessment. They can download the first chapter of the book. Uh, they can listen to the first chapter on Audible, all at no charge. Great. And you can just kick, kick the tires a bit to see if you're in on this thing. But if you've heard something today and you think, man, I'm I'm ready to kind of talk to you about what would it look like to logically bleed mm-hmm. uh, uh, with a little empathy and accountability and decision-making, right? Uh, then you to us at livelyparadox.com and uh, get a, we can get a call scheduled and we can talk about what challenges you're seeing and how our workshop might be able to help. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing those resources too. That's very generous of you. I, uh, I'm a big audible fan and a uh, big book fan too. So, you know, I've always have nightstand books and then books for the road and the audible and everything. So um, can't wait to listen to that. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for everything you're doing and best of luck to you on your journey. I appreciate you in it. Wow. What an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.